I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens around it. Like mania. Yes, like mania. The last time we got the boys' levels done was somewhere around the end of the school year or summer school because he was acting pretty unmanageable. And by getting his levels done, you mean getting blood work to check the levels of medication in his bloodstream? Correct. Okay. Yes, he takes a type of medication that needs levels checked to make sure they are at a therapeutic dose. Correct. Not above and certainly not below either. <laughs> well... Yes. So he was he was acting up quite a bit. Actually that that's while I was at Hyperbarics. Mm-hmm. Uh you brought it to his provider and she said, Well, he's at the top of the therapeutic dose, so there's nothing else we can give him. We can't give him more of that right now. We could give him something else if we need to. And we said, Okay, let's wait and see because the end of the school year is often a challenge for him. It is for many people. Yes. But he shares his challenge quite thoroughly, and it prompted us to take him for labs and check was he at a therapeutic dose, and he was, so we left it alone. That was only a couple of months ago. Uh-huh. In the meantime, I often give blood when I can. Uh-huh. The vampires seek me out, and he want, he wanted to go give blood, and he gave blood last spring. Mm-hmm. When I went. Yep. And he wants to go because whenever I would come back from giving blood, I would bring him snacks because I couldn't eat them. They weren't gluten-free. Right. So I'd bring him my Oreos and my whatever Mm -hmm. that they gave me. Right. And uh, he really liked it. So he was like, when I am old enough, I'm going to give blood, which, you know, isn't a bad thing. I mean, if snacks are what encourages him to be a helpful person in society, that's great, right? Right. So I was going to give blood again, and he wanted to do it again, and the blood mobile was coming around. And after he gave blood, he was really tired. Mm-hmm. Now, typically for myself, when I've gone to give blood before, I will go get myself a cheeseburger. Right. But I'm like managing a boy, and I'm not going to the blood bank. I'm going to a blood mobile mm-hmm. with him. So I didn't have the ability to have the thought pattern of let's get ourselves some food with iron in it right? and so forth. And that was a family dinner night and we often have chicken and so forth. So he gave bud and then he was really tired. He like slept when he came, come, when he came home from school, he slept for three days. Yeah. I did on the second day, I realized it. And so I made us cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that was not a family dinner night. I made burgers, just actually hamburgers, and he ate two of them. Mm-hmm. Which is impressive because usually he doesn't want real food. He wants snacks. And he did actually eat two burgers. Mm -hmm. So I was not in a hurry to go get his levels done because, yes, he was acting up, but now it's the beginning of the school year and he's having trouble at school because his new teachers are not all on board with paying attention to his IEP or that he has one. Mm. And he's having stress and he's probably giving them his stress response and they're responding. Mm. So I realized he he probably needed levels, but I didn't want to hurry and do another blood draw when he just gave blood. Right. So lesson learned, I should just plan to do labs for him as the school year starts every year instead of anything else. That should be a priority. Okay. Because it got worse and... Just during the first few weeks of school, he missed some classes and I had to take away PlayStation for those days that he missed classes. 
Right. And then he had a lot of complaints about interactions with teachers, which is pretty average for this stage in the game. His problem-solving skills, uh, if he has them, he might be willing, but <laughs> generally he's not willing. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, it's right. just, that's what they are. And he wants other people to be fair, whether or not he's being fair. So, he finally got detention and a threat of suspension. And then, um, also, we were going to his therapy session, which was supposed to have his mother there. Fortunately, the therapist had not correctly arranged the schedule and gotten his mother there because it was a total (laughs) shit show. I ended up, like, in the hallway at the doorway with her talking to me about something. I said, let's just go in the back because it started getting to be a longer conversation than the whole, you know, little lobby needed to hear his business. So, we went in the back. And I was all ready for, like, he was going to be there with his mother and I was going to listen to a book. Mm -hmm. I had my headphones charged. I had just turned them on. Mm -hmm. So, the therapist is only at the current location, part-time. Right. This is no longer her main position. She has two other jobs Mm -hmm. and she's letting this one go. Right. But she's keeping the clients there that she's already had that she wasn't finished with to try to get them in a spot where they can close the case or move on from there. Right. As long as she can. And that will also depend on how long they let her do that. That's true. So... That's one of the things we were talking about, and that she had not remembered to get his mother there, probably because she's juggling quite so many things. Yes. But, like I said, it was better off that way. Because we got back there, and like I said, it was a real shit show. He was out of his mind, accusing me of all kinds of things. And I told her, right when he started ramping up, I said, just so you know, he didn't eat that much before we left, and I almost always make him eat first. Right. But he really wanted a pizza, and that's not going to get there till we get back. Right. He's been having a rough time at school, and I need to get his levels checked. Mm-hmm. I think he has not a therapeutic dose with his medication. Right. Is maybe indicated by his amount of struggle. Mm-hmm. And then the shit show really resumed. He was accusing me of never explaining to him what was the problem between what the, what kind, what was the problem I had with his mother. And I'm looking at his therapist like, "Hello, you were here during the two sessions of intake where I explained all the reasons we were at therapy, mm-hmm. which were all about the interactions with his mother yeah. and the problems I had with that." Absolutely. And he accused me of giving away her dogs. And I was like, no, let me remind you that your mother abandoned those dogs when she left the state. I took them in for two months, could not find them a home. They were peeing in our house, which Bob does not do. Mm-hmm. And they were upsetting Bob. Mm-hmm. And I could no longer keep them here. Nobody was taking them. Right. So I, I did tell all of you kids I was taking them to turn them in and let somebody else find them a good home. Yes. And little dogs at our shelter, little dogs are a big sell. They, oh, yeah. They find a home easily. Yes. So I, I, and I had done what I could. Yeah. He was, he, he just kept going. There was all kinds of things. And she eventually, she tried to reason with him a little. And she is really good with completely out of their mind teenagers. Like she recognizes, hey, they're a teenager. So they're already out of their mind. Mm-hmm. B, they're a teenager. So they're unreasonable. Mm-hmm. C, we have a mental illness that is ramped up right now. And so it has exponentially affected all of this. Absolutely. And tried to, she did her best and eventually did get him calmed down. Yes. It Much went, to her credit. I know, right? Like she's skilled. Like usually when he's 
hyped up like that. We just have to like leave him alone for a couple of hours while he runs himself out and then usually falls asleep and then feels better and apologizes when he wakes up from whatever rest he needed after spending himself yes. so thoroughly. And he'll even admit at that moment that when he wakes up and apologizes, I was just giving a shit because mm-hmm. I was mad. Yeah. He'll say that. And he was, so he was going on about how he just wanted to see his mother. And I'm like, so arrange it. Right. Arrange that. Arrange to see her. And the therapist is like, well, you didn't want to go to dinner again. And you said you wanted to take a hike, but then you guys didn't want to do that. So what do you want to do? And he says, I want to go to her house. And that's when he started in about the dogs. And I said, I'm never going to feel comfortable with it. But I understand that he's 16 and a half and he's going to do this soon anyway. Right. So he may as well do it now. And we will just have to work around it. Right. I think I was going somewhere else with that too. Well, at one point when he's saying, why doesn't my dad, what is his problem anyway? She said, and then I saw her try to stop and figure out, like, try not to laugh. And I really had to give her credit for not laughing at all the shit he was saying. Mm -hmm. Because he was totally nuts. Yeah. But at one point, she's like looking at the ceiling and thinking, trying to come up with the words and saying, now, how do I say this? Mm -hmm. She even said, how do I say this out loud? Your mother is often very self-focused. Mm. Mm-hmm. And your father worries how that affects you because it is not your job to take care of her or be concerned about her self-focus. No, and this is a thing that has come up numerous times where he will like, there were times when he was visiting her regularly where he would come home and say that he hadn't eaten because he was taking care of her or he hadn't, you know, done laundry because she couldn't help him with it or, you know, like he spends all of his energy on her because she is self-focused. He is. And I don't think he didn't eat. I think he didn't probably eat enough because of stress. Mm -hmm. And I think he was mostly both times just pointing out that she was being too much. Yeah. And he didn't want that, Mm -hmm. which he shouldn't want because he was a child and he still is. Yes. Oh, I know. I find it great when when therapists or other adults don't laugh when the uh, teenager says, when I was a kid... Mm-hmm. And I'm always sitting there thinking, and you are still a kid. Technically, dude. You're a minor I, person. No. Yep. Yeah. Anyhow. So this this was Thursday evening. And needless to say, I did take him for labs immediately the next day after school. Because I looked it up and usually there's other panels, but it was only for the med. Right. It was only the medication level. Because what I was going to do is go to the lab anyway and say, no, really, just do his medication and we will come back in the morning for the metabolic panel. But we need the medication level ASAP. Yes. And then I came home and I sent his provider a message in his portal. The never-ending portals. Yes. Um, the medical portals. And I said to her, hey, just so you know, his behavior is super erratic and I'm taking him for his levels now. And hopes that by Monday morning, she would read it. And the weekends are a little easier because he can sleep and he needs it. I mean, he's he's growing. He's not geared for mornings right now. He gets up every morning at six. So the sleeping helps us all. So sure enough, Monday morning, she read that. And usually I get a call from her office. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're on it. Yeah. But before they even happen, I got a call from the pharmacy, the robot at the pharmacy, saying, hey, your new prescription's ready. Ah, <laughs> that's great. And I was like, yes. Uh, right? 
For an increased dose. Yes, increased. So I looked right away in the my chart, you know, uh-huh. in the in the portal. Yep. And I said, um, oh, wow, she did. She increased it. Good. And um, so I promptly went and picked it up that afternoon so he could start it that night. Of course, I did it wrong. And that's because there were 60 pills in the bottle. And she must have done something similar. Unless, of course, she wants him to do more levels in the next two weeks, which is possible. But I doubt that. I really do. I would think she would give it three weeks. But I could be wrong. Usually, there's 120 pills if you're taking two twice a day. So I gave him one pill, which means I gave him less of a dose than he should have had. Mm -hmm. Which meant by the next afternoon when I realized it and went in there to give him his afternoon pill, which is different, I said to him, hey, it looks like either the pharmacy or the doctor screwed this up, but I definitely screwed it up. I should have given you two pills. I gave you one. So I'm going to give you one of your old pills, the smaller dose, with your afternoon meds to help you catch up for today. I didn't want to give him like the whole new dose, plus five hours later, give him the whole new dose or give him the other half of the new dose from the morning. Right. And then four four or five hours later, give him the whole new dose because it's a lot of meds. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the smaller dose with it. And he said, yeah, I had a really shitty day. I said, I'm really sorry. Mm. Here's some pills. Let's get this all going here. Right. And we'll straighten it out. I said, I got very confused because the pharmacy gave us the wrong amount of pills I'm not sure if that was them or the doctor, and I'm going to fix it right now. Right. And then I called the I called her office and talked to the MA, mm-hmm. and the MA said, "Okay, let me take this down and let her know." And usually they call me, but I haven't heard from them. Right. I did tell her, even if she fixes it right away, the insurance is not going to give me the pills for another two weeks. Right. Because I've already picked up the 15-day supply Mm -hmm. so he could start right away. So I think what I'll do is if I don't see anything happening in his chart, his electronic chart, for a new prescription in the next day and a half, because we're on Thursday again, Mm -hmm. I will check back with them. But I suspect it'll happen by then. Usually they're pretty on it. Mm -hmm. They have been. Amazingly so. Right. Calling me and saying, hey, we called in your prescription, but she could have a different MA. She sounded the same, like the same person to me. I don't remember her name. Sometimes I don't even say, they just say Dr. So-and-so's office, and I had to ask, is this the MA? Right. Yes, it is. Okay, good. Here's what I need. And she looked it up and said, yeah, she sent it over there for a 15-day supply. I don't know, so I'll have to send her a message. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. But in the meantime, he has had the new dose Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. And even by last night, he seemed better. Yes. Like we were having family night playing cards and he seemed like he could find a little bit of happy. Yes. You know, in between his teenageness. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. So that's what was happening with that one. Yes. And do I need to say it was exhausting? Because it was. It was exhausting. It has been exhausting. That, That situation has always been exhausting. Yes. I mean, because it's a lot when he isn't going from manic to completely, well, not that manic is reasonable about things, but completely agitated. And when he's manic, he's like, he thinks he's slap happy. Oh, oh, that was the thing. Did we talk about his injury? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting to wonder, like, does he injure himself whenever his levels are low? Yes. Because there seems to be a pattern I'm noticing now. Mm-hmm. So... I took him to an event that his older sibling was going to be at, and they get along so great, and I really like to take them to things together because they both like the family event thing, Mm -hmm. 
and they can both occupy each other enough. Yes. That, I mean, I am just very low-key introvert and not running around yakking at everybody and wanting to throw balls and whatever, right? God. It's God. not my thing. No. But, but they'll play. Mm-hmm. And his sibling will play with him. And they were throwing a ball and zero child, number zero child said, go long. And he did, but he stepped in a hole in the field. Like there was a little dent where the grass was long Mm -hmm. and he twisted his ankle. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to tell while we were still there if he was really injured or what, because he wasn't making it clear. He was in part, he'd alternately make a big deal about it and play it down, which could also been bipolar, I'm just saying. But there's also the, the dueling you know, cultural norms of suck it up and deal with it because I'm a man and the sense that testosterone makes pain harder to deal with. Like there are actually studies about this that like man flu is a thing. I can tell you this is true. You've had it from both sides. You, I've, I've watched you have a harder time with pain tolerance. Yes. Yes. And I, I think there's good reasons for that. It's so you won't do more stupid things. But anyhow. So he's definitely vacillating between at least those two things. Right. And possibly more. Yes. So it would have been normal for me to like go get the car and bring it closer, although there was a massive amount of traffic because we were at an event. And granted, the traffic was probably only going to last 30 minutes, maybe longer, because there was people from, it was, you know, like a bigger people from out of town type deal. But I asked him, do you want me to go get the car, bring it closer at least? And he said, no, even though while he was walking, he said, this actually hurts more than any sprained ankle I've ever had. And I said, okay, if you change your mind, I can bring the car closer. Otherwise, when we get home, you ice it and we see what happens. Right. It should become less swollen when you ice it. If it does not, then we probably need x-rays. Yeah. And so we came home and he iced it. And then he said it felt worse. And he was no longer having to look good in front of six other people. Right. Most of which were female bodied people from his sister-in-law's family. Yes. It would be his sister-in-law now. Mm -hmm. So he was complaining a lot. So I just did what I always do with him and took him to the ER because there's so often no other way around knowing really what's happening with him and him stopping his problem and starting a solution. One of the elements of his developmental delay is sensory integration issues. And so for him to be able to say, you know, here is where it hurts and here is the type of pain and, you know, here is the level of pain. Like everything is the most it's ever been or completely negligible. Like there is no in between. There there is no concept of like- I'm not even shaking my head or nodding it. I'm moving it in a circle because it is so (laughs) much so. And so, yeah, there's no way to accurately diagnose any physiological problem this kid has without x-rays and tests and things like that. medical science. You know? So, we did that. Probably a gendery thing. When we went in the door with the nurse or medical person, Mm -hmm. female-bodied person, female presenting, and the first thing there is the scale. 
And she's looking at him because I gave him crutches and, and thinking, is he going to be able to get on the scale? And she, and, uh, I said, well, he weighs about 150. And she's like, okay. And pretty much like, not sure if she wants to regard that because it's coming from me mm-hmm. and I'm a man. So I don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. Or, okay. So is this guy actually ballparking or is he acknowledging that it may have changed since the last measurement or? Yes. Yeah. And then he does get on the scale and he weighs 150. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, like amazement. Man person knows a thing. Yes. I wasn't just mansplaining. Oh. Which was cool. Good job. Yeah. Because I remembered because it hasn't been that long that mm-hmm. he was on a scale for something else for a, a, some appointment or who knows what. Right. I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. I just remembered the amount. Right. Because I remembered thinking, oh, he weighs like as much as I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because he was doing something and I said, don't lean on that because you weigh too much. He's like trying to understand that. And I said, dude, you weigh as much as I do. Should I sit on that? And he's like, no. I said, okay, then. Like I was explaining something to him. Yeah. That's he still perceives himself as small and kid and then tries to grow his non-existent existent mustache so he doesn't look like it. Yes. Poor guy. That was our discussion. But that's the thing, like, I don't think he realizes that nobody else perceives him that way. Everybody perceives him as teen, young adult shaped person. Yeah, because he's like 5'7 or something. Yeah, he's 5'7 and 150 pounds and... Yeah, he's adult-sized teenager. Yes. They do that. They do that. And that is how people perceive him. They don't see him as little kid anymore. And I think he's got, you know, some, some insecurity about that because with his developmental delay, he was always the smallest person in his classes. He was always kind of the short shrimp person. He was shorter. He wasn't small. No, he's always been a tight little bundle of all muscle. Yes. Very dense. And I don't mean that cognitively, although it also applies. Yes. Very compact. Yes. Yes. So, anyhow, I did notice last night that he's a little more jovial. Yes. A little bit more willing to engage in some sort of pleasantries. Yes. So. And more willing to assume positive intent of others. Yes. Which is a huge thing for him. Yes. That goes... And I've talked to him about this a lot. I talked to him about it while we were at the ER because we were there three and a half hours. Mm. And... We've had better luck there before because it is such a small place and there's not often a lot of people there, but it wasn't our luck this time. But I I sat there and talked to him about it because that's when the levels showed up in the portal. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, you know, it turns out your levels are low because he was very manic the whole time we were in the Mm -hmm. ER. Really, really manic. And I said, so you're not slap happy. Your brain is having a problem called mania. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was listening because this was a curiosity to him. Like, mm-hmm. And he was so bored. He was willing to listen to me, <laughs> of all people. So, I was the only one near him. Right. And uh, I said, so, your, your le- I showed him the picture and I said, your, your levels should be between here and here. They're all the way at the bottom. And when that happens, this is what you usually do. And he could recognize what I was saying. That these are the behaviors yeah. that this lack of medication yeah. will... Allow you, you to you engage get in. Angry very quickly, which you've been telling me you have been. Mm-hmm. And right now you feel like you're slap happy, but it's called mania and you're going on and on and on and not stopping yourself when I ask you to. Mm-hmm. And we should have done your levels sooner and let's plan to do them at the beginning of the school year. And that's my bad, but you also need to be aware of it because you're getting older and you're the one that's going to have to know that you need to do these things too. So if you start finding yourself mad all the time, 
or really crazy like you are right now, that's a good time to say to your doctor, hey, I need some labs done to find out if your medication is up to par and if it is and it's still not working, what they want to do about it. Right. And then, you know, as he kept going, I also was then able to use that as a springboard into, and by the way, your mania is too much right now. And I have about, I'm showing him with my fingers, Uh two and a half inches. I have about this much energy left to deal with this place. And we may be here another hour. Mm -hmm. And you want to go to Jack in the Box, which is across the street. But if you keep going and my energy goes down to half of what it is right now, then you're going to Burger King because it's easier for me because it's on the way, it's in the right direction, and I don't want Jack in the Box. And those are our two choices. And if my energy goes all the way down to, and I put my fingers together to indicate nothing left Mm -hmm. because you haven't stopped bothering me yet. You haven't stopped, you know, coming at me. Then we're going home where I will make myself a sandwich and you will be hungry because you will not want to make yourself a sandwich. He says, yeah, I'm not making myself a sandwich. And I said, exactly. (laughs) So, and I show him again with my fingers, check in the box, Burger King, I get a sandwich and you don't. Mm -hmm. And he shut up. And it really sometimes does have to be just like, we are going to talk about how you get your needs met yes, and refocus him on how he is preventing his own needs from being met. And you have to do it in a pleasant tone of voice, Mm -hmm. in a sort of playful tone of voice, but also in a voice of, and I mean this shit. Yeah. And he he really struggles with the concept of conflicting needs. Like he only sees his own needs and why are you not meeting his needs? And he he really has to have it spelled out for him that you also have needs for, you know, peace, for quiet, for your own headspace, for... Yeah, I told him I had been up since early, early hours mm-hmm. because... When I woke up, it was an hour earlier than I needed to get up, but I knew I had to wake him up in an hour, so I didn't want to go back to sleep and miss our event with that his That was a sibling. very early event, yes. And so, I had been up a long time, and, and that's why I was that tired. Mm-hmm. And he needed to help both of us, or he was not going to get his needs met. Right. But I would be okay. Because you have the capacity and the willingness to meet your own needs. Yes, I do. Mm. I ain't making no yeah. sandwich. No. That's what he said. And I said, yeah, exactly. Which is why I will be okay and you will be hungry. And he's looking at me like, ah, shit, you mean that. So I'm going to find something else to do now. <laughs> That's good. I'm yeah. glad he was able to, though. You never know if he can or not, but it's it's always worth a try because that's what reasonable people do. And I want him to understand that. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. That's very admirable. I'm always excited when it works. Right? Yes. Ugh. So- on the way, we finally get out of there. Uh-huh. He does not have a broken anything that they can find. Okay. They finally release us. They put an ace bandage on. Mm-hmm. They show him how to do it. I say to him, watch what they're doing, because you're going to need to do that. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was retaining it, but he was watching. Right. And then, you know, we had, we had, we had the crutches. And I had said to him, while we're waiting for all this, you might need the crutches on Monday. This is like Saturday. Mm-hmm. At school. And he says, I'm not going to school with crutches. <laughs> and I said, well okay, you don't have to take the crutches. And he says, well, if I can't walk, I'm not going to school. I said, oh, you are going to school. Mm -hmm. Ace bandage, crutches, wheelchair, 
I don't know how, but you're going to school. If I have to go to the office and arrange something, I will arrange it. But you're not missing classes because you ain't going to school with no crutches. Mm. That's not acceptable. Yeah. So he takes the crutches where we've got the ace bandage on. We're going out to the car and I'm in front of him. And I, because we're going through the parking lot, we're like the first parking spot because, you know, (laughs) we live here. Right. And um, I turn around as I'm opening the door, and he's he's kicked off one of his shoes. He has those kind of pool shoes on that instead of flip-flops, they just go over your toes. Uh-huh, the slides. Slides. And he's kicked one of them off, and he wants me to get it. And he's hopping across the parking lot, holding the crutches out like two chicken wings or something. <laughs> With socks on and sliders and an ace bandage on the foot that's hanging, hopping across the parking lot. Yep. And I, I turn I turn around, I see this, and I'm like, if that's a fair warning to anybody nearby, I don't know what is. I oh just my God. I just shook my head, picked up his shoe, and put it in the car. Yep. And um, he said he was done with the crutches, and I said, Yep. <laughs> And I took like, him the jack in the box at that point because I still had at least two inches of my two and a half inches of nice, not dead tired and can't drive you through a drive through. Right. Yeah. And also not willing because you wouldn't shut up and stop bothering me. But right. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. That so was. Uh, he seems to be doing a little better now. He is. So, now that I got his dose. Yes. The way it was written. Because I went back in the portal. I thought, what did, what did I do here? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, I had read it wrong because there were only 60 pills. And I was also doing math thinking, oh, 60 pills is only two pills a day. And right. Yeah. I was. So. Yeah. That's good because you're heading out of town tomorrow. Yes. I'm going to go to see my sister. I didn't go during spring training. She really wants me to come there for baseball. And so we're going to go see a couple of games. While I'm there, we picked the two earliest games that we could do because we're not night people. Mm-hmm. They're still evenings, but they're the early evenings. Right. And she would like me to meet my grand nephew and to go see her son who does not live at home, but does live near the the ballpark. Right. So that'll be doable. So That'll be good for you to get some time doing your own thing because there's been a lot of time doing the parent thing lately Mm -hmm. and time doing the surgery recovery thing. And it's very nice that you can just go and do like you used to and just like, oh, I feel like doing a thing. So I arrange it so I can do the thing I feel like doing. Yes. And I've had some qualms about whether or not I wanted to do this thing because it is like over 100 degrees where she lives right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not typically, but their ballpark is inside and it has air conditioning. I've been there. That's my, my aunt gave me some money yesterday when I dropped off her scripts and her some peaches to her. Mm-hmm peaches from our yard. She gave me some money. She gave me uh, $60. She said, this is for your trip. Like, I know how your sister is, so you're going to need this $60. (laughs) And you can buy some beer with it. And I said to her, you know, I want to tell you something because it's funny. How many beers I can buy with this $60 at the ballpark? One and a half. No, three. Oh, okay. If they're still the same price as last time. If they're not, I doubt that they're $4 more each. Okay. So I said, three beers. And she's like, what? I said, yeah. Last time I, I was there, it was $16 a beer, and I bet it's more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that I said, that's okay, because my sister usually drives there. Mm-hmm. So she has two beers while she's there, and I have one. Right. So you drive I'm, home. I'm driving back. Right. I'm only having one. Very good. Yeah. I approve. That's our deal. Well, good luck. Thank um, you. Surgery is still in process. The next stage is approved, but has not yet been scheduled. And we'll talk more about that next time. Yes. Is there anything else about any of this for now? I think that's it. 
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. Hi. Hi. Looks like we're getting a signal. Good. Dog was good on the walk. And you had a yummy breakfast. The dog was average, and my breakfast was sustenance. Okay. Acceptable. I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. Thank you. That was sufficient for a level. That's what I figured you needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just get it. my breakfast out from between my teeth here. Take your time. Not really. Work says no. Don't take your time. <laughs> Work has about a half hour before the fire that has caught is going to actually need to be addressed. Okay. So, we good? Yeah. You're very good. Oh, thanks. So are you. I'm glad you think so. Can you scoot this back and I can sit forward a little more? Yes, sir. Okay. There we go. That's good. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. I don't know where you want me to start with that story. Wherever you would like to start, probably as far back as you can remember. Okay. And I was all ready for like, he was going to be there with his mother and I was going to listen to a book. Mm -hmm. I had my headphones charged. I had just turned them on. Mm -hmm. And I went back there to hear what she had to say about, she's only there part-time right now. She's finishing with clients she already had that were not near finishing. The therapist, not his mother. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's I, okay. I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh.